Hello and welcome to the About to Interview podcast. I'm your host, that guy named John. This is a supplemental version of the About to Interview podcast, which drops every Wednesday and covers movies, TV shows, film festivals, and more. You can follow the podcast on all forms of social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at About to Review. And make sure to subscribe on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Blueberry, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. This show focuses solely on the conversations that I have with authors, directors, actors, and creators, and is available on YouTube as well as subscribing to the podcast. Make sure to click the subscribe button below, give a thumbs up, and check out the full show notes with links to the guests at abouttoreview.com. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Joining me right now on this episode of the About to Interview podcast is a man who has been anonymous for, for a while, uh, had some fame in 2007, and then created this amazing viral identity. His name is Milo the Cat, a.k.a. Adam Schleichorn. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on. And you're the first person to ever get my name right. I dealt with that my entire childhood of every teacher getting it wrong, everyone making fun of it. So I appreciate that. Thank you. Excellent. Uh, I like that because you are actually not the first person who has been a guest in this podcast who I have nailed their name correctly. Uh, so I appreciate that. Special talent. Yeah. <laughs> I'm putting it on my uh, scoreboard that I have behind me. So we, we can rank that up there. So as I mentioned... Milo the Cat was this personality that you kind of created based off of your real cat. And you have been creating viral videos pretty much for a decade. So tell me about kind of <laughs> when that first started and then kind of where, where it has led to right now. Okay, sure. Yeah, so... You know, my first viral video was really in, like you said, in 2007. Um, it was a video called Fence Plowing. And basically, I just videotaped my cousin and his friend running through a fence, did it in the <laughs> style of an old jackass bit. And mm -hmm. I was younger, you know, and like I originally filmed this thing probably in 2004, I would say, oh, wow. maybe 2005. Yeah. So that was floating around on DVDs before internet video even existed. And it was just a big a shock to me that it went viral as like anyone else back then. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it was, you know, you know what? I was working in Brooklyn. Long story short, I was working in Brooklyn. I got home one night and I had all these, you know, comments on that particular video. And they were like, oh, it's on this channel news on that channel. And I was like, what are these people talking about? And then <laughs> right. the next the next day, it was just everywhere. And that was before I didn't even know what a viral video was. That was back when YouTube kind of had only been around for under a year. So mm -hmm. it was pretty crazy. Which especially back then. So that was 2007. Yeah, the term viral video had not really caught on as much anymore. Because like you said, YouTube was in its infancy. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I was still 
explaining to people what YouTube is, let alone <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a video editor and let alone a, a, this is what a viral video is and this is how you get there. People were like, oh, can't you just send me the DVD like you used to? I'm like, no, it, it wow. just go to the computer. Yeah, just go to the computer. It's so much easier. Nice. Because <laughs> on that, you know, with that infancy of YouTube, as opposed to handing somebody a DVD, you can tell them to go on the website. You're one of that first kind of, I guess, class, maybe we could call it, of YouTube partners from back yes. then. Yeah. So um, talk about yeah. that a little bit. How many people kind of were part of it back then when it was just a much smaller think, thing? Yeah, I think I was in the first like 400. I think oh, wow. there, there was initially 200 that were a lot of bigger companies and then like the few YouTube stars that were around. And then that second phase was, you know, a very selective group of people. And I was in there and uh, I remember thinking like, all right, that's it. They're like, I'm just going to be able to sit back and collect checks. All my old <laughs> videos are going to do great. And boy, that was a rude awakening. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is one of the things is not only were you part of that first group, but now a decade later, you have been able to, you know, maintain and elevate that viral video status. So what do you think was the biggest thing that you recognized you needed to either change or adapt to as YouTube itself became larger and as creators became more and more common? Well, first of all, thank you. I appreciate you saying that because, uh, you know, it's been a tough road. It hasn't been all ups. You know, there's been plenty of downs. Uh, honestly, I, I think the biggest thing that I ever did was create my recent channel, Is This How You Go Viral, mm -hmm. with the plan kind of saying, I don't care about collecting ad revenue anymore. I just want to create good content. And really what happened was after all that time of making money on ad revenue, I did pretty well for a good amount of that time. And then it just dropped off the face of the earth overnight. Wow. And I kind of realized that I can't live like this. You know, it, it was crazy. <laughs> It was crazy. It went from like 40,000 views a day every day for probably two years. All of a sudden, I'm down to 10,000 views a day and I was out of business, like, it, like a blink of an eye. So the best thing I ever did was just say, I don't need to worry about this ad revenue. I just want to create cool stuff. And that's how I really started really going viral. Okay. Yeah. Because you mentioned, I mean, of course, the YouTube channel is, is this how you go viral? And one of the things that has really changed the game in the past couple years. The videos that have been shared all over the place are the hip hop mashup videos with Sesame Street, Barney, <laughs> the Muppets, all of those different things. And so like you kind of mentioned, when you went from making or getting, you know, 40,000 views to then 10,000, when did you kind of decide to go that route with the viral videos? Because I know you had done some stuff like you did a a blossom thing and a full house you yes, know, video. Yeah. Well, you really did your research. Thank oh, you. Oh, of course. Yeah. Come on. I, I take this seriously. <laughs> but once no, you... I, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> I really do. So, yeah. Um, what was that kind of turning point when you wanted to really... Was it an editing challenge? Was it something... Of, you know what it was? Uh, I was working full-time for this company as the head of their video department. Okay. And uh, I'd say about a month into, you know, this new position, they were like, oh, surprise, we want you to learn how to make animated videos. And basically, <laughs> that turned into all we do and all we sell is animated videos. So at that point in my career, I had been editing video for about 10 years. 
and I was finally getting good, in my opinion. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, it took me 10 years to finally say, okay, I'm co- I really think I'm a, a decent editor at this point. <laughs> right. Not even great. And all of a sudden, my everyday job turned into zero editing. And mm. the animated videos kind of helped me get better at other things. But I really just really started that channel to stay sharp. And then also just to kind of put out good content. Like I said, it, that was really always my goal. And it, that's when things really started changing for me. When I was just like, I can't worry about every view. I can't worry about ad revenue. If something doesn't take off, I got to move on and just keep on putting out good stuff. Okay. Because with the views... Tell me what it was like that first time a video of yours hit 100,000 views and then how it changed to the first time it hit 1 million views. Well, that's going all the way back. 100,000 views mm-hmm. was like, you know, like 2006 even. I think I had a couple of videos over 100,000. And I remember, you know, getting to the point where I had multiple videos over 100,000 thinking wow. like, something's about to happen here, you know? <laughs> and then... Uh, over time, back in those days, I never really had a true viral video until about 2011, I would say. Okay. Uh, this video, I'm just a cat and I'm doing cat stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, I had a bunch of videos that were over a million views, but it would be kind of like over the course of four years and stuff. And it was a great feeling, but it didn't feel like that viral feeling. Right. That cat stuff video is the one that it hit a million in about a week or something like Jeez. that. And that was back then I, I just couldn't believe it. You know, it was like pretty surreal. But um, then just to expand on that, the first modern day viral video I really had was like the Beastie Boys Muppet mashup. Mm-hmm. And uh, that one was about a million views in a couple days. And like wow. the reaction and press that that got, that was unlike anything that ever happened in my career up until that point. You know, I thought I had done it, but once I got to that, I was like, oh, this is a whole nother world. You know, right. the articles and all that stuff. I, I just had no clue. I put that thing out on a Sunday afternoon and I remember my friends, I lived like right by the beach at that point. My friends were coming in from the beach, like to go and like grab drinks out of the fridge and stuff like that. And they're like, what are you doing? You're wasting your Sunday. And I was like, nah, I think I got something here thinking maybe it'll get a you know a couple thousand views a couple people will like it and then Mm -hmm. it just absolutely exploded awesome (laughs) well especially recently i wanted to say congratulations for winning a webby thank thank you very much uh for the video that you did branching (laughs) rick and morty uh and kendrick lamar swimming pool slash drank that mashup talk about viral i saw that video (laughs) everywhere (laughs) Yeah. Oh, God. And most of it wasn't under my name, probably, right? Well, that was, yeah. I mean, it was kind of one of those things. And Adam and I have actually been, you know, talking for for quite a while. And it just took some time to actually do this that we're doing right now. I I thought he was just stringing me along. I didn't think I was ever going to get on the podcast. (laughs) Of course. Of course, I was going to make time for you. (laughs) But it was one of the things where back then, I remember even saying, I would hit Adam up and be like, so... I saw this video of yours on a different page and I would tag him in it, you know, and let him know about it. So talk about that a little bit, because as a creator, when you spend hours and hours and hours creating something and then you see someone else post it and they get, you know, a whole bunch of likes and comments and thousands of views. Tell me about that. (laughs) Well, 
first of all, I want to thank you for making me aware of those videos because a lot of times it takes that tag for me to see it. Right. I'm not really actively searching an old video. You know, when I first put out a video, I search it like a madman on mm -hmm. every site and try and find who's posting it, this and that. But a video that I put out a year ago, I'm not really actively searching for ever. So I appreciate those messages from you, but I also dreaded those messages because <laughs> right. it, it was heartbreaking. You know, it was like some of these things, some of my videos have 20 million views in a place where I'm not even tagged and right. it's not my version. And then they put their watermark on it. And I've watched some of these pages grow from that you know they have less facebook followers than me i and next thing you know they have over a hundred thousand because mm -hmm. of my video you know like when a video gets 20 million views you get about a hundred thousand followers out of it and i've seen several pages that just refuse to tag me or you know sometimes they'll tag me after the fact which does nothing <laughs> thanks you know? guys yeah <laughs> it's like oh this already went viral now we'll tag you and i get like a hundred new followers and they got a hundred thousand i'm like you know, I'm I'm not making any money off these things, so mm -hmm. it's heartbreaking. And you know, there's been several times that I'll say straight up, like these pages or these individuals that have done this to me have held me back from creating the next new one. And there's been mm. several times that this has happened where it really kind of crushes me because y you know, if this is like all I wanted the views. I'm not asking for ad revenue. I'm not trying to like pull any fast one. Mm -hmm. Just acknowledge that, like, let the views go to me. If those views went to me, my YouTube channel's over 100,000 subscribers, and then I start getting real opportunities that I wouldn't have gotten before, right. it's really taking away, like, a lot of possible, you know, business from me. Which, again, is not the reason why I do this, but it would be a nice added bonus for all this time and effort, you know? Absolutely. And that was one of the things that you and I talked about a while ago. And you were, at that point, you were hesitant about watermarking your own yeah. videos. So what was, I mean, was that a process where you kind of had to justify it with yourself? I mean, I know that you felt a little bit weird about it because you're like, it might take away from the video itself, but as a yeah, creator I, to protect it, you kind of have to. <laughs> I agree. And you know what? I, my whole philosophy is I think it cheapens the videos. I think like it makes it look like kind of like garbage to have a, that text in the corner so prominently, but also Again, like this is not my content. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be shady about it. Like I really just want to be making like fair use videos that right. I'm not profiting off of. I'm not doing anything, you know, like that I'm really uh, and again, I'm probably not supposed to be doing these in the first place. So I really <laughs> don't want to like piss them off even more. Mm -hmm. Um but nowadays it's gotten to the point that I just flash little watermarks for right. five seconds at a time just to kind of – that's really just to annoy like the Instagram pages because that ruins their day. If it <laughs> – you know, they're editing a video and then it's on like both sides at different moments and they have to adjust both sides. A lot of these guys aren't good video editors. Like for a good video editor, it would be a breeze. But for these guys, it really bothers them and – you know, I guess then my work doesn't get out there as much. But do I want it out there on an Instagram page that isn't tagging me and stuff like that? Mm -hmm. You know, um, some really, really big Instagram pages have posted my stuff without a tag. And honestly, like it, even if like just one little tag and especially in the Instagram world. Right. I could have such a bigger following on Instagram and like these Instagram pages, they get paid to do this now. And you mm -hmm. know, that's what, that's what drives me crazy about it. That's just, just give me a tag. Like you're posting <laughs> right. my video 
to your audience anyway, you're reaping all the benefits of it and you refuse to tag. Like it, it's just not fair. For sure. And what I liked is in one of my favorite videos uh, that you have done when you did DMX and Master, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. <laughs> yeah. And in the middle of the video, you have like a text conversation between Man-at-Arms and He-Man. Yeah. <laughs> that was really clever because, again, you incorporated it as part of the video. And it was just a really well, clever way. I do have to say that was a – that I can't take credit for that. I did. That was an homage to um, the original He-Man video. Have you ever seen that Hey Ya video? It's yes. like a classic yeah, yeah. viral video, yeah. So they do almost like an IM, like an a AOL Instant Messenger mm -hmm. breakdown in the middle of that video. So I did like the homage to them, but kind of made it more like an iMessage because now it's like yeah. the updated times and stuff like that. So I do not want to take full credit <laughs> for that uh, because I do think that original video is brilliant. And, uh, you know, I don't want to uh, by any means act like that was my total idea. Humble, even in his viral king uh, no, stature. But, no, but like, and that, that goes back to the point that we were just making that, you know, when you're a creator, the last thing you want to do is like take credit for someone else's for sure. work and try and act like it's yours. And that's what a lot of these Facebook pages are doing. And that's what a lot of these Instagram pages are doing. And man, that just sucks. Like, I don't know how they sleep at night when it's just they're taking credit for something they didn't do. They're acting like this is theirs. I, I just right. don't get it. Okay. So with, you know, in referencing both, you know, the DMX song. So hip hop has been a huge part of your videos. So, you know, I'm also, I grew up a hip hop head as well. And so when I think of, you know, the A side and the B side, because you and I, we're a bit older than some of these uh, kids out there. So, sure. so yes. we still know, we still remember what an A side and a B side was. And so the A side sure. had all the hits. The B side was maybe the stuff that they were trying out that would give you something different. So with your hip hop history, what was the <laughs> A side? Like, what was the thing that first got you into hip hop? You know, I really want to have a cool answer for this, but <laughs> it's not, you know, to be honest with you, it was probably like Sir Mix-a-Lot, Baby Got Back or something okay, like yeah. that. Because, and if you think about it, like, that was probably when I, you know, I don't know exactly when. That was definitely when I was in middle school. Mm -hmm. And it was like a mainstream kind of hip-hop song. And I don't want to, you know, I know a lot of these people trying to act like, oh, like my first hip-hop song was Wu-Tang. And it's like, no, it wasn't. Yeah, when right. You're 10 years old. You were How were you listening to Wu-Tang when you were <laughs> right. 10 years old before the internet? You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So to me, it was probably songs like that. And then very quickly after that, I do want to say that my – taste kind of evolved a little bit uh, like and i'm really not a fan of pop hip-hop kind mm -hmm. of music and pop really in general i'm also you know i'm a big fan of a lot of music but the super commercial ultra poppy stuff has just never really been my thing and that's probably why as many people out there don't know who i am because i don't really do songs like that you know mm -hmm. what i mean it, like i think my audience could grow if i started maybe doing really cheesy type songs like that but i don't want to do that it's just <laughs> it's never gonna be me so right <laughs> i'm not gonna do it yeah nice so the, the you know that genre or that style you know back then kind of the old school hip-hop it definitely i think fits a lot because you know when you did barney and notorious big yeah. that is one that you have actually i think it is the only one if my research you know is correct 
I think that is the only time where you have used the same character to do the same voice. You maybe did it a couple of times with the Muppets, but with Barney. But you're right, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I, I once once I made that first Barney video, I was kind of like, I I don't know how I could make another Big video and have it not be him. You know. Right. But full disclosure, so I made three of them now. The third one did not do well at all. <laughs> like wow. the first two did very well. Third one did nothing. And uh, it also reminded me that I hate editing Barney footage. Like, out of all <laughs> the footage, it is the absolute worst. His mouth doesn't move that much, and it's like sometimes it moves very fast, sometimes very slow. It's like very, very tough to get the right shots using Barney compared to any almost anything else that I've used. See, and that was a question that I was definitely going to ask, is when, oh, okay, sure. when you have used such a variety of... <laughs> material you know barney the muppets sesame street kind of yeah what makes things easier are the muppets easier because they have like big floppy mouths it's hard to you know what i don't want to like give away all my quote-unquote secrets i know plenty of people plenty of people know how to do this stuff so i'm not trying to act like it's a big secret but i think nowadays with the cartoon ones to me are easier because first of all there's so much more footage to pull from and I think like if you find like a high quality cartoon clip, you could really manipulate it like in a way where you could zoom in on it and it still looks good and, you know, stuff like that. Um, in the cartoon ones, too, I'm basically reanimating it. So, yeah, I dictate what the, that scene's going to do as opposed to a Muppet one where I'm kind of like stuck with whatever they did. And then you can't really add frames to a Muppet video. Otherwise, it just looks <laughs> like that that old school, like cheesy kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know, like the, the Chuck E. Cheese robot show. Kind of. Uh. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, to me, like as I've gone on, these have gotten better and better. It's like, I can't take a step back. So there's times where I go crazy over like a one second scene that I'm like, why am I spending so much time on this? And (laughs) it's like, well, I want these to be good. So it is what it is. Okay. Now, when I talk to actors and directors and other creators in the back of their head, they usually have one thing, you know, one piece of art that they created one, you know, frame or something that they did that whenever they work on something new that is in the back of their head. Is there anything like that for you that when you're making something new that you think about like, Oh, I I wish I could get to maybe that level again, or I wish that I could manipulate this like I did for this other piece of media that I did. Yeah. uh, You know, the one that you mentioned before the Rick and Morty Kendrick Lamar. I mean, I always go back to that one Mm -hmm. because that really, to me, was that, – that's like the definition of a mashup. You know, like that to me awesome. is – it just works so well. And there's so many moments in there for Rick and Morty fans, mm-hmm. for example, that little th- little subtle things in there that if you really go back and watch it frame by frame, there's a lot of real subtle type stuff in there um, that I know that they love. But then I think it also stands on its own, which is great. So you don't really have to be a Rick and Morty fan. It just makes it that much better. Right. And, um, you know, I I just like I had a plan for that and I executed it. And I really like that was just one. uh, There's very few times where I am editing something. and I play it back and I'm like, okay, this is this is it. And that was one of those times that I just I knew I had something great there. 
I, I just knew it. And look, that led to me finally being able to work for Adult Swim, and that led to the Webby Award, and that that was the one right there. That that was the one. Um, I personally think the cartoon ones are way better than the Muppet ones. Like personally, like when mm. I go back and watch these, I'm like, why aren't the cartoon ones big? And it's it's tough for me because I've only had like a couple cartoon hits, and then like all my other hits of the Muppets or Sesame Street. Or Barney. And right. It, I, I don't really get it sometimes. Like, some of my cartoon ones, I think, are better than anything I've ever done. One of them I, I put out a couple months ago. It's, it's got under 10,000 views, and I'm like, this is – I put it out thinking this is, like, one of the best videos I ever made. And so <laughs> you never know what the hell is going to take off. It's it, it's tough. Totally fair. <laughs> because, again, you have, you have had that – those viral successes where they just blew up overnight – but also being a creator, you have those ones where you put it out there thinking, all right, I got it. And then it might not <laughs> go as well as as you think. It's happened a few too many times where I really, <laughs> you know, I'm like calling my mother and I'm saying like, this is it. This is the one. This is the one that is going to be absolutely enormous. And then I put it out there. I'm like, wait, not one website is even picking it up. And like, that's another thing that all these years I thought like, oh, I'm in good with all these different websites. And like these people love me and these people love me. And then like you realize after you put out like a couple that aren't big hits that is, oh, wait, no, these guys, they barely even know who I am. Like, right. you know, they barely even know me, let alone love me. So I'm like, OK, I guess I got to move on to the next one. That's the biggest lesson, too. Like if anyone is a video creator, the biggest lesson I learned over this ridiculously long Internet video career is uh, just to move on. I, I used to get real upset when I would spend a tremendous amount of time on a mashup and wouldn't get a lot of views. Now I'm like, you know what? The Internet's a big place. I got to just I got to just, you know, put this to the side and keep it keep it going. That's it. OK. Uh, I mean, that is that is awesome advice. And like you talked about earlier, it comes from that passionate place. Like you just want to create. You just want to have that creative outlet where you can do kind of whatever you want to do. Now, as these videos, you know, get bigger and more exposure, your notification screen, whether you have it on your phone, which (laughs) I hope not, because that would just get madness, I'm sure, with how many times you get retweeted and tagged. Who is somebody like when you did log on to your computer or something and check the notifications, is there somebody that sticks out when you were like, holy crap, they saw my video or they liked it or they retweeted it? Who is somebody that really surprised you? Uh, you know, there's definitely a few. Um, the Warren G video I made, I got an email from his managers saying like, hey, uh, what's your phone number? Warren wants to call you. And I'm like, wait, what? What are you talking about? I thought it was a joke. I'm like, all right, man, here's my number. I'm like, there's no way this is really him. Mm -hmm. And he called me and sure enough, it was him. And he was such a nice guy. And he basically was just like, hey, I love the video. You exposed my song to a whole new audience. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to thank you. I was like, I wasn't expecting that reaction. (laughs) That was pretty unbelievable. Um, And then... uh, you know, there's definitely been a, like some good tweets and retweets mm-hmm. from. Uh, so, for example, the Bone Thugs page right. posted it, tweeted it, retweeted it, and then all their individual pages did too. And that really was kind of cool to me too, because I'm like, wow, all these guys really liked it. It wasn't just like whoever's running their page; like they all right. really liked it. You know, that was pretty big. Um, 
In terms of celebrities, I always keep screenshots of these things. Of and, course. Uh, I really got to go through all of them because I know there's like there's some really good ones. There's uh, Rain Wilson, Dwight from The Office, I mm-hmm. know, is a big one. That was a recent one. Um, Elizabeth Banks, uh, Steve Harvey, Chris Brown. Um, there was uh, I really got to go through all of them because there's been some incredible kind of names that uh, – I'd never in a million years thought I'd even be on their radar, you know. But then, look, with that said, uh, none of them have any clue who I am. Um, none of them really <laughs> right. ever followed me, you know. Um, I got some pretty uh, – I got a couple good followers on Twitter, but I almost – like I'm almost scared to say because I don't want them to, unf- to realize they're following and unfollow me, but uh, – Right. Um, basically, like, so Mike Judge follows me, creator of Beavis and Butthead. Nice. And I put out a Beavis and Butthead video mm-hmm. that got taken down, and he ended up following me from it. So that was really cool. And Adult Swim follows me. You know, I got a couple decent ones that followed me. So that it's it's surreal. It really is. Nice. Very cool. Uh, all right. So just a couple more questions. Uh, sure. Yeah. Where does your webby live? Um, my Webby's <laughs> sitting right next to me uh, in my home office here, um, prominently displayed so any guest can see it because <laughs> I'm not one of these Hollywood big shots that's, oh, I'm going to hide my Oscar in the bathroom. Like mm-hmm. I'm, not at the, I'm nowhere near that level yet, so this Webby is right out in the open for everyone to see. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Is it in a case at all or is it just No, no, nice. it's just kind of right out there on my table. But uh, it, you know what? I really – I didn't think I was going to win that thing. I, I saw the names I was going up against and I was like, there's no way. There's mm-hmm. no way. And then the morning of, I go and check my email and there was no notification. I'm like, that's it. I didn't win. Right. And whatever. I ended up like – I was like all depressed. I'm, in, I'm like not even like signing onto my computer. I'm like, you know, like, oh, this really sucks, whatever. And then next thing you know, I kind of just check my email again. It says, congratulations, you're a winner. I was like, I could not believe it. I, I was like, this has to be a mistake. I, I really was convinced that, that they made a mistake. Awesome. Well, and then <laughs> the thing about the Webbies is, or one of the, the many things, is when you accept the speech, as opposed to these other award shows where they, oh, start, yeah. they start playing the music 30 seconds in or whatever, you get a five-word speech when you win a Webby. <laughs> so that by itself is just kind of fascinating it is yeah you know and mine was uh somebody freaking hire me already nice Um, (laughs) because i work as a freelancer for all these companies and i thought you know freelancers will be able to understand what i mean by that that not that like i'm not saying that like i'm unemployed you Mm -hmm. know um i swear to god the night before I'm going to record my speech, I went out on a first date with this girl mm-hmm. and we were having a pretty good time. And then I mentioned to her, yeah, I won this award. I'm going to record the speech tomorrow. It's a five word speech. And she's like, so what's your speech? And I tell her and she's like, oh, my God, that's terrible. And I was like, wait, is it? And I was second guessing myself. Oh, I thought no. Was, I, I thought this was perfect. I'm like. Is it terrible? And like the rest of the night, I was just, she was like really laying into me about it. I'm like, wait, this is our first date. Like we don't even know each other. You don't know my situation. I'm like, oh my god. So I go there the next day. I end up chatting it up with a couple people before I go in to record, and I tell them my idea, and they were like, oh no, that's that's great, that's great. I'm like, 
There okay, you go. So I like stop freaking out for a second. I go in the room and it's a room full of like seven or eight people and I say the speech and half of them applauded and were like, Yes. And I was like, Oh, what are you guys freelancers too? They were pretty much like, Yeah, all of us are. <laughs> right. So like the whole crew filming it got it and then it was good enough that they featured 20 speeches like on like the big board during the event and one of mine was that so i really you know i was freaking out like did i make the wrong move like is this the right speech but it worked out in the long run nice and even though this is not you know the shade report or anything like that but did you go on a second date with that person i didn't no okay um no, <laughs> I was say, if, if... honestly Honestly, she laid into me yeah, over that... this speech and then like over this – like she was really giving me a hard time about it. And I was like finally at the point like, all right, like, can we just drop it and you know talk about something else? And she she was like, oh, you're getting like upset over this. I'm like, I'm not upset but like <laughs> man, like I thought I had a good speech and you're right. telling me that it's awful. Like she, she said straight up like, oh, that is awful. Like why would you ever say that? And like people are going to think you're a loser and what I'm like, wow. no, I just won the, I, I won the award. Like I don't think they're going to think I'm a loser, <laughs> you know? I'm like, but then I, I drove into the, into New York city that day. I live on long Island and it's like an hour ride mm -hmm. and it was actually mother's day. So I really had to like drive in and then like drive back to get over to my parents' house. And the entire way there, I'm just, I'm like, should I say something else? I'm like, like I had this plan. Like, should I say something else? So whatever it is, but okay. it <laughs> well, I mean, it, it all worked out and I mean, you, you stuck with it. You believed in yourself. <laughs> so that counts. Uh, and then I know that you do not, you know, take requests per se, uh, but just, th just throwing <laughs> oh. it out, throwing it out there. Uh, one thing that I think would be amazing is to throw in some, like maybe Jam on the hologram singing Eve, you had me, you lost me. Just throwing that See, out I, there. I don't even know Jam in the Hologram. What is what? that? Jam in the Holograms, an amazing cartoon from the 80s, same time frame as He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Really? Jeez, I you know what? I'm trying I really don't recognize oh. that name at all. All right, Adam, I'm going to be sending you a bunch of links uh for, I'm, for I'm homework. Writing it down right now. Look, it's <laughs> Jam in the Holograms. Jam and the Holograms. It okay. is it, the oh. show is incredibly bad. It was a cartoon uh, about this girl who becomes a rock star because of her computer synergy. Oh, I I remember. There okay. we go. Yeah, there, there's show. the evil yeah. band, the Misfits. That's good. You know what? One thing I got to say, I'm always looking for something with a female lead. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And um, it's like. How many times could he use Miss Piggy as the only female? You know, <laughs> right. it's kind of crazy at the puppets. They only have one female in the entire cast. They had um, pretty much what was that? I was gonna say yeah, from uh, Doctor Teeth uh, yeah. and the Electric Mayhem. <laughs> he says uh, three words in the entire <laughs> Muppet series. You know, so I always wanted something with a good female lead, and I, I, I seriously, I'm gonna look into that. All right, I like it. And then lastly. So the YouTube channel is youtube.com slash is this how you go viral? In your opinion, do you know the answer to that question? Uh, if this was two years ago, I would say yes. But nowadays, <laughs> no, I, I really don't. Um, again, I put out some of my best content recently and it did nothing. And, uh, you know, it, it really is about getting on these damn websites and mm -hmm. just... 
getting like in front of the right audience. But no matter how much I grow, I'm not big enough to really get a video to go viral on my own. I need these websites. I need the Huffington Post. I need Mashable. I need all those sites to post these things. And then it goes a step even further. I've, I've now learned that an article from those sites is fantastic, but you also need them to tweet it. And then yeah. that's that's great too. But then the ultimate is then you really need them to Facebook it. And then you need the Facebook shares to start happening. Then like it's a whole thing that man, it's just not it's getting harder and harder now. And uh I've been discouraged recently, <laughs> but I definitely am not giving up and you know, I I just I get worried that people are going to get tired of these things and they're going to be like why are you still making them? But from what I gather from my comments and from my messages and stuff mm-hmm. like that, people want more, so I'm going to give them more. That's it. Excellent. I mean, I have been a fan of yours for for years, so, I mean, I will be watching them anytime you make them, so that part is, you know, you at least have one. You got me. So, well, I appreciate you know. <laughs> that. I really do. And I do, and I have to say that anyone that watches these things, like, you know, and people that write me... I'll, like most of the time, I'm not going to say all the time, but most of the time I write them back. They're shocked that I even like took the time to mm-hmm. write them back. I'm like, no, I, I just like, I appreciate when people are into these things and that if they're taking the time out of their day to really compliment me, like by all means, I'll write them back. If they're like half jerky about it and then, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do it. A lot of people like writing me and telling me like your videos are good, but this is what you should be doing. I'm like, all right, <laughs> you know, great. Thanks. Like again, I'm not making any money off this guy. Like you think I need your criticism? You right. know, like <laughs> Excellent. Uh, all right. And then, so definitely. So where can people follow you on social media? Where is the best place for them to send you a message and, you know, thank you for the work or yeah. let, let you know you that know, they, makes- no, I've been writing recently. Uh, you know how people write like "don't at me" on uh, Instagram and Twitter. I, I've been writing "please at me" because, like, <laughs> right. you know, like that, like most of the time I'm not getting any action on there. So please at me on Instagram and Facebook. Um, Milo the Cat M Y L O, and on Twitter um, M T C Y'all because I waited too long on the name like an idiot. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, so I will put all of those links to all of your social media information and your YouTube channel in the show notes below. So anybody listening, definitely click those links, follow Adam. All of his stuff is hilarious. Like I said, I have been watching them for a long time. They crack me up every time. All of the editing that goes in behind the scenes is just incredible. Like it it blows my mind some of the ways that you're able to have everything line up. So Huge fan. Uh, I really appreciate. It. I really appreciate you having me on. And seriously, you great job as a host. Like you really kept this go- flowing and oh, stuff. Thanks, man. You know, I know I'm not the most interesting guy in the world, but I mean, <laughs> I, I really appreciate you having me on. Seriously. Of course. So uh, thank you again, Adam Schleichhorn, aka Milo the Cat. Check him out at YouTube.com/slash. Is this how you go viral? Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat.